May I speak in the name of the living God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gift shop is the site of a rather gentle but determined theological battle. Some of the clergy, um, among whom I number myself, some of the clergy don't like uh, the little images of angels that we sell, and um, in fact don't like them so much that certainly I would prefer if we didn't sell them. Um, un- unfortunately for me, they sell very well. <laughs> and um, so when I walk towards the shop, I can see the display being moved underneath the counter. And then if I had eyes in the back of my head, I could, as I walk away again, I could see it coming out and people clustering around it. It's much more exciting to buy something that's forbidden than something that's permitted. What then is an angel? An angel is a messenger of God, um, but that doesn't tell us very much. The stories of Advent and Christmas are full of angels. An angel announces the birth of Christ to Mary, or rather invites her to share in God's act of creation. Zechariah sees an angel standing by the altar of incense in the temple and learns of the birth of his son, John the Baptist. Angels appear to the shepherds. It seems that the uh, several different angels appear in dreams. Angels hover all around the Christmas story. And hence, in innumerable Christmas cards, uh, we find angels playing cymbals or playing an organ, as one I received this year, improbably, um, or looking always rather beautiful and um, uh, slightly delicate, and uh, as if, um, put it this way, none of these angels are going to be playing rugby. This, however, is quite untrue to the record of angels in the scriptures. The arrival of an angel is not a sort of gentle moment bathed in golden light with the angel coming gently swooping down from the heavens to stand in front of you. The scriptures present the arrival of an angel more like a helicopter landing in your drawing room. Uh, Furniture is broken, glass shattered, um, doors taken off their hinges, and your pets run out never to return in terror. The arrival of an angel in the scriptures is the sign of a fracture. And so the American poet Emily Dickinson called angels rather 
rather cleverly bisecting messengers, angels make a fracture between truth and falsity, between judgment and mercy. Angels are only angels because they reveal the presence and action of God in our midst. And that's why angels, almost every time they appear in Scripture, begin with the words, do not be afraid. It's hard to imagine if a helicopter landed in your drawing room how you could be anything other than afraid. But angels want to reassure you not to be afraid. They mark a fracture in the story of the world. And I think we can best understand this this ministry of an angel uh, by looking at one of the oddest books in the Hebrew Bible, the book Ecclesiastes, in some versions of the scripture translated as the preacher or Kohelet. The writer of the book of Ecclesiastes is weary with the world and exhausted. He keeps saying, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Or in one translation, everything is completely futile. People die, people are born, then they die. And so it goes round again. Kings rule and then they die. We get up in the morning, we go to bed at night. There's nothing different ever going to happen. Theologians have bent themselves into hoops trying to wring a positive message out of the book of Ecclesiastes. But to me it stands as a mirror in the scriptures showing a world untouched by God where we lose the ability to discern between truth and falsity, between hope and despair. All things are utterly futile. The the distinctive tone of the book of Ecclesiastes is that nothing ever really changes. We are stuck. And it's into this context that the arrival of an angel marks a fracture. W.H. Auden, who's a very unfashionable now English poet, wrote some of the greatest poetry of Advent. And he captures very well this sense of exhaustion. Cold the heart and cold the stove. Ice condenses on the bone. Winter winter completes an age. 
we who must die demand a miracle. Nothing that could save us is possible. Sorry, nothing could save us that is possible. W.H. Auden correctly interprets Ecclesiastes, a world without truth and God is a world that is frozen over, exhausted and stuck. So it is into this stuck world that the angels of God, God's messengers, appear. And what they tell us is that God is doing a new thing. God is doing something unexpected, which we do not control. In the words of one very theologically good Christmas carol, which begins, Nova, 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 new things, new things, new things. This accurately explains what the message of Christmas brings. It brings, like the angel, a fracture into our world where God creates a new beginning. So you see, I think, why some of the clergy, anyway, are a little bit uneasy about the rather gentle, cuddly, warm angels you'll find in our gift shop. We don't like them because, to some of us, it seems as if they've edited out the extraordinary moment of newness announced by angels. For you see, this is what the gospel speaks to us today. When we are a country unsure about the future, lacking trust in our politicians, unsure of the economic model in our society where some have very great wealth and many have, no, have nothing. Into this sense of exhaustion and world weariness and lack of trust, God comes through the angels and says, I bring a new thing. I do something new. Christmas in the fullness of the story announces that salvation comes from God. Grace comes from God. A new beginning comes from God, not from us. As we sing in that favorite Christmas hymn, O come all you faithful, God from God, light from light, very God from very God, echoing the words of the creed we're about to say. So, dear brothers and sisters, the angels of the Scriptures promise a fracture in our exhaustion 
and our vision of this exhausted, faithless world. They promise hope. They promise freedom from fear because they break apart our expectations and say, God is coming. God and God alone will save. Put your trust in the God who saves.